0: There's still always stuff to be angry about, but now I, I like to have joy in there too because it just feels to me if I'm just always dwelling on the negative aspect of everything, I just kind of get stuck in a little rut there with it. You know, I, I, I like to express joy and anger, you know, happiness and depression, fear, ecstasy, all that stuff because that's, that's really for me what life is about.
1: Ghost Cult Magazine is here, and we welcome in Brian and Ann of Darsambra. How are you today?
2: Great, great, good. And who
1: and who is the third member of the band today?
2: This is our cat Bomb. He's named after Bomb Scott from ACDC.
1: That's amazing.
2: I an eye out for when he starts trying to play my arm
1: off. Uh, Good times. Uh, you know, we're on the eve as we record this. This interview will probably run at a later date, but on the eve of your new album, hopefully I'm saying this correctly, Doomsday Book. I have been a fan for a long time of this band and just followed your whole journey up to now. So this is exciting for me to get to talk to a band for the first time. Normally, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, let's not do a repeat of something, but this is going to be new to you. So at least me. So I like this for me yeah. and uh, selfishly for everybody else watching. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, what a cool band you guys have and, and such such a scope of music you guys have made over the years. But I love this thing. I was just jamming out on your band camp and I love this uh, trans-apocalyptic galaxy rock is the tag of your band camp. That's surely a way to get noticed and be different from every other band that says like psychedelic instrumentalish rock, right? Or, you know, stoner Doom, a million bands have that tag. But I love that you have your own genre you made. Actually, and on Bandcamp.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't neatly fit into any of the other genres, so we just figured, make up our own.
1: It totally works. It, uh, it so works. And and yeah, I, lo- I just love the idea that you guys are like mad scientists putting like these like they're not songs as much as they're just like little mini epics every one of them historically but also on this new record right and um so here's a good question to start with really is when you guys go to compose a song or make a song does one of you come in with an idea and then the other comes in with it do you come up with stuff on your own is it live in the room with the cat how does it how do songs come out of the ether and become darsambra songs
0: like <laughs> around when we practice.
2: Sometimes he tries to crawl into our stuff. Yeah, he
0: tried to crawl into the software for one time, which was amazing. Um,
2: and sometimes he'll sit on my keyboard and write his own dance tracks. He seems to be more in the EDM than anything else. Like, he's not really a metal guy. But, but in all series.
0: Yeah, it could happen any and all of those. ways. Like, sometimes one of us has an idea, and they bring it to the table, and the other one's like, that's cool, let's work that out. Another time, other times we're both just improvising, you know, and we record a lot of our improvisations and then we'll go back and listen to them and be like, well, that's a little cool spot right there that we did. Let's, let's turn that into, you know, something more. And then, but usually stuff, a lot of our stuff is sort of because we're kind of loop based because we don't have like a drummer, you know, rhythm section per se. So the loops kind of become the rhythm section. So usually it starts off with one sort of riff that just, you know, repeats. And then we'll, we'll just add layers on top of it and, you know, changes where they where we need them and, and stuff. So, yeah, they're kind of like moods and it almost feels more like modern, the way we compose almost feels a little bit more like modern classical than rock or pop music because it's these unusual, you know, song structures that don't typically go, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, lead break, outro, you know so yeah
2: there's also a lot of retrofitting like oh i've got this idea for a song i don't know how it's gonna work let's like record it and then see where it fits in in the song usually there are a lot of surprises yeah happy accidents or unhappy accidents
1: (laughs) amazing i i was gonna say this i feel like i love the idea that drone is its own genre now but i feel like drone is an over simplification for what you do together and I hear like a, I know and you have a background in film and music videos and things you know bear that out but I do feel like there's this real cinematic quality to the music you make and this album of course is no exception and it's like you said it's almost like composing modern composing modern classical it does feel like very soundtracky stuff like almost like a Hans Zimmer movie soundtrack or something as opposed to like it's a song and a song and a song because these things are all movements of a bigger piece, it seems, sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And actually, funnily enough, this new album, (laughs) we tried to actually make our version of a pop album with pop songs because of the fact that it has 10 songs on it instead of, you know, one big 40 minute or 20 minute piece. But again, it's Darsambra's version of that, which is, you know, very...
1: Fair enough. What were some of the original artists the two of you bonded over? Because I'm just curious to know what, like, you know, brought this unit together. I I have my own ideas, but I'd like to hear from you.
2: To start there. The first time we hung out. The and... first time we met, we listened to Rush together. Yeah. And not just you know moving pictures, the cassette that everybody sent,
0: but... Caress of Steel. <laughs> Caress
2: of Steel, Rush. Like
0: the deep cuts.
2: Oh, deepest. Who cuts. else did we
0: bond over? Magma.
2: Oh, but that came later. I feel like when we first met, there was a big love of proud rock for both of us. He kind of turned me on to a lot of stuff that I wasn't that familiar with. and and I feel like I probably brought some people as well. I was so into all these weird. Hip hop tracks, kind of little Bobby Jimmy and the Critters,
1: a little bit of Yo Houdini. we masters, friends. How many of us have them? It's such a The question, is never answerable. That's that's one of the greatest songs ever. And Nightmares of the Night and all these things, Freaks Come Out at Night, all the things. So it's funny that you taught you, you said Rush, right? Because I also think about like the Cynthia 80s Rush that I love deeply as much as I love 2112. Uh, I played bass as a kid, and I, but I love like the Cynthia. Early eighties uh, rush, right? Moving pictures and
0: hemispheres too. We're
2: there
0: from the beginning till the very end. Yeah, some some eras I like
2: better than others, but, but we'll listen to all of it. It's the rush, all they're rush, they got like out. you know,
1: <laughs> all there, yeah, all the And then how about the late sixties and early seventies uh, Pink Floyd movie soundtrack stuff? I hear some of that in there too. I'm a huge fan yeah. of that but era.
2: I'm of by default
0: of our characters yeah like we never even had the bond of Pink Floyd. yeah I mean if somebody had to nail me to the wall and pick like a, a favorite band I would I'd yeah. probably have to say you know if they were to lock me up with only one band to listen to for the rest of my life you know it would be, probably be Pink Floyd
1: <laughs> I would lose all my metal credibility but me too actually Uh everybody, everybody kind of knows that Pink Floyd is my favorite band but it's not that big a secret but um, I have a podcast where like every second episode we do something with Pink Floyd or talk about Pink Floyd. So yeah, it's not escaping, it's not escapable for me. You know, it's it's interesting, like, uh, and then the vocal parts that do come on to the tracks, I, I often wonder if those are sort of after the bed of the track is made, or do you ever get like a vocal idea that inspires you to put a song to it? Or is it really just that's the, the horse in the cart situation?
2: Usually the vocal tracks come later, but now everything, you um, know, sky's the limit. Like we have a song that's slowly boiling down right now. Now that started off about you know, the joys of living, in the municipality, and all of oh, okay. its absurdity. Keep an eye out in 25 or whenever for a song called "Thing."
0: But yeah, okay. usually <laughs> the but
2: that's the first. Usually the song, you know,
0: the song sort of suggest to us. The lyrics that come after, or even if they're not, I say lyrics. But sometimes it's um. just they're just syllables that aren't really, you know, English language or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. usually the like usually, a lot of times it's voice as as another instrument. Fair enough.
1: I I was gonna say also uh, before I delve into this new album, uh, it does feel like there is kind of a like a joy that comes through this music. I don't know if it's always joy for you both, but it feels joyful by the end. You know, if you listen to a whole album or an EP or just a song. there there's always some kind of you know like a triumphant moment or not all of them but a lot of the tracks just feel to me very like emotional like again classical music has there's some kind of you know a climax and a a resolution but i don't know if i'm reaching there or not you can help me or tell me
0: that's there and it's it's pretty intentional i think i I spent a long time doing a very angry heavy band for you know and like pouring all my anger and into that. And it was almost like, I did it for therapy, and it worked so good that I, near the end of that band's duration, or whatever lifespan, I kind of didn't have a lot of stuff to be angry about. There's still always stuff to be angry about. But now I, I like to have joy in there too because it just feels to me if i'm just always dwelling on a negative aspect of everything i just kind of get stuck in a little rut there with it you know i i, I like to express joy and anger you know happiness and depression fear ecstasy all that stuff because that's that's really for me what life is about it's you know I i don't like to be stuck in one corner where I have to be depressed and angry about everything all the time it makes me depressed and angry all the time and that's not fun after a while you know
2: <laughs> yeah there's definitely like we consider the alternate to being joyful that we're alive a sense of lust for life like well yeah we can do it ourselves but I think we both have thought hard and chosen to be alive and so there's a certain celebration of that yeah. it is you know it's a tough world we live in and there are plenty of options that don't include continuing living but i think to to choose being alive is something to celebrate
1: agreed and uh, again as you said it beautifully the world is a tough place and we need other things and maybe because of this this type the band that this evolved into This kind of project you can you can paint with the whole paint box and not just the gray and the and the black and the white right so that's fortunate for the listeners um before i i go into the tracks with you let's just talk there's like a loose concept that this you know the doomsday book that this was built based on do you want to talk a little bit about that or do you want to leave up the mystery for a while
2: Totally totally, completely valuable. So the songs were all composed during the initial part of lockdown between like March of twenty twenty and maybe June of twenty twenty, with you know, tweaking as time went on, but like the skeleton of everything. We didn't have an exact order. But keeping that in mind and following our wish path through that time and talking to our friends, kind of hearing their paths, we kind of sense almost, um, I don't want to call them universal feelings because everybody went around shit during the pandemic. But there were a lot of sort of key emotional states that seemed to be uh, part of all of our lives. Like, for instance, when lockdown first happened, great sense of uncertainty. And maybe when we started to hear about, you know, vaccination, sense of, oh, my goodness, I'm going to go into the world. but That makes me nervous, but I'm really excited. Well, I'm gonna travel again, but what's it gonna be like? And are people shipping in buckets everywhere? What's going on? <laughs> like total confusion and sense of unprecedented reality kind of made its way into sort of the sequencing of the album. So the first side is sort of the oh shit, it's happening. Hey, we're free now. Like it's unprecedented time. We can build a new reality, be called the doctor. The second side is no, this is and then the third side is like, well, we're learning how to kind of roll with the punches, or of staying for the long haul which is as azimuth and then the fourth side is we're going to get vaccinated and go out in the world and everything's fine. Right, right? <laughs> 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 Which is, you know, um, a new bill and a, give it war and no one means standard time to return. So it follows a traditional western story arc of probable son where like there's a character like who, you know, is in the hobbit time and has this big quest ahead of him and he goes on this huge adventure and there's a big change, and then it comes back to Hobbiton and changed Hobbit. Our big adventure was an adventure inwards and the returning to home was returning. So it's like the idea of starting as touring musicians, being stuck at home for much longer than we're company, and then going back to kind of like a problem sound story. I dig it. We're going to
1: talk more about touring at the end of this conversation, but let's just delve into the tracks a little bit. And you know, whatever you want to share, it doesn't have to be super deep or lengthy, just a little bit on each track. I will call out the track names and you can just riff on whatever you like. Uh, the, obviously, the as you, as you alluded to, the opening track is Shelter in Place.
0: Yeah. I wanted that. That uh, we wanted it to sound uh, like big and monolithic and imposing, you know, it just sound like. And, and it's got this weird effects on it where there's like sounds going in reverse and sounds going forward. And it just sounds very disjointed. And I think that was just supposed to be the old crap. What, what's what's going on? Buckle up. We have no idea what's going on, but it's heavy. And it's, and it's and it's 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 going to be something and you know and so that's kind of where we went with that track.
2: The working title of that song majestic, and we kind of thought of that time at the very beginning in like March 2020 this this time of terrible majesty. I mean, they call it coronavirus the king. That's the one that's going to take down the species. So the idea of awful majesty,
0: like full of awe.
1: I dig it. The next track is Call the Doctor Pandemonium mix in parentheses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so in 2021, we released Call the Doctor Sunside, which was just something to put out there while everyone's stuck around and cancelling tours and all that stuff, just to kind of, you know, put some music out there, and it was supposed to be very sort of joyful, and the Sunside was sort of like, we called it the kitchen sink mix, because at the end of it, you start hearing cows and chickens and frogs and all, and bugs and all and they're just you know this it just it's got this kind of glorious funny goofy you know it's meant to be sort of goofy over the top with um the, the album mix the pandemonium mix we wanted to have more of that sense of that initial summer of 2020 was more you know a little more scarier than a day at the farm and so instead of cows and chickens and frogs and all that we had like sirens, and, and police helicopters, and bullhorns, and dogs barking, and dirt bikes driving all over the place, and people yelling and stuff, and so that was the me, the, the point with that, but the, in general, Call the Doctor, what would you say about it as a track, beyond it? I
2: you know, honestly, I haven't said this the other in interview about Call the Doctor, so there was that Peter Jackson Beatles documentary that came out like a oh, maybe, and we watched it, and, you know, it was great, Lord of the Rings of the Beatles, I think I'm seeing a theme, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but, what, one scene that really sat with me was when, was it Ringo up and left or George up and Somebody up and left.
1: George, yeah.
2: George up and left. And the remaining Beatles had like this crazy jam. They were like, well, fuck it, he's gone, let's not take him too seriously. Cause if the Beatles are like a family, it's like, dad is John Lennon, the terrifying father. Mom is Paul, the overbearing, smothering mother. The teenage son is George, and the baby that hides under the table when everybody's fighting is Ringo. So I don't know where I read that. It's not me, that's somebody else that with that, but it totally makes sense. So when the teenage son is like, fuck it, you guys are fighting too much, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what we mean. It's the internet, there's cussing yeah. everywhere. You have to go out lot believe it. Uh, we don't
1: we we we're ruined already by youtube we swear it's okay um (laughs)
2: yeah so when george left it was kind of like all right well he's gone and we don't know what the future holds and where the beatles so we're just gonna party and have this crazy um of sound that's kind of the vibe of call the doctor where it seems like this very positive exciting pop song kind of thing but beneath it there's a sense of manic urgency like well I'm going to be baked all the time now because I'm free, I don't have to go to work, yay! But then there's a celebration of the change of reality, but there's also underlying anxiety here which really does get um, expressed like kind of a badge
1: incredible I love that documentary I'm wait there's a part two coming where they do like all of get back and uh, I like how Yoko is the hero of the story not the villain she's been painted to be her whole life so I'm, I I loved it actually um, but anyhow plague times is next how appropriate.
0: Yeah, so the pandemonium of the ending of Call the Doctor sort of blends right into Plague Times, which was um, based around just the sort of guitar improvisation thing I did, I think. It's pretty much the day when I was realizing, oh crap, this is real. We're canceling our Europe tour, Um, and we don't know when, and we might be canceling our summer tour as well, and and maybe the rest of the year, and everyone's saying this could be... A couple of weeks, and other people were saying it's going to be several years, and this is just terrifying. And I don't know what. And so I just went on my guitar and I just made this awful racket. Really, one of my favorite composers is George Ligeti, modern composer. He heard his music in a lot of Stanley Kubrick films, like 2001 and The Shining, and then Eyes Wide Shut. And I just wanted something that sounded like that that, that like amorphous, horrible, anxious, dissonant kind of sound. And you know, and then we added more to it with. With you know clashing keyboard sounds and 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 bull, bull horns and stuff and you know bugs, there was a lot of this wasn't 2020, but 2021 was a lot of cicadas here in in Baltimore. So we added the you know the 17 year cicadas into the sound as well. Just the just the cacophony of you know.
2: I mean. I see a little bit something different in there, you know, obviously I wasn't up with that guitar in part, but listening to it, like kind of in my sort of deeper mind state, I think of it like a Frankenstein painting of a barbarian with these big, like, battle acts that he uses to kill people, It's bored, and he's petulant, so there's like this sense of like, well, fuck, what do I do now? Like, that's where the guitar kind of comes across to me. There's a vocal part over it that is like kind of a spoken word part. We were laughing as we put it together. It was a I wrote, maybe on very uh, humble friends. And um, and it was like, something like, play times, what a really great time to be alive, play kind of roll now die, or something like that. And Brian sort of manipulated the sound, and we kept doing these vocal takes, and it didn't really work until we decided, well, let's do a vocal take like Henry Rollins on Family Man. So there's this, like, there is this kind of like muscle-bound barbarian underneath of this that just doesn't
1: know what to do. <laughs> Nicely done, and then just again to continue the theme, Everything Is Canceled is the next song. We all felt that very deeply when Everything was cancelled, right?
0: And the way the album is set up, it kind of segues from the pandemonium ending section, Call the Doctor to Plague Times to Everything Is Cancelled. That was one of the last tracks, I think, that we completed on the album. It, it was a jam. But- one of the first vocal covers. that was a song that the were them kind of written our own. Yeah, yeah, and it was just, um, we'd written the guitar loop a while, but figuring out where it was going to go and how it was all going to knit together was, you know, something. And we, we wanted it to be doomy and, um, you know, and then go into this weird little middle section where these almost goblin kind of voices are chanting, everything is canceled. And then it comes out of that and goes into this sort of one-take improv jam that we did where we just thought, wow, that sounds perfect just the way it is. I can never recreate that lead. I was experimenting experimenting with an envelope filter and having a lot of fun with that. And I'm like, I'll never play that lead like that again. It's a one-shot deal. So we edited that into the ending section of the song as well. It was a lot of fun putting that together. It kind of felt, it reminded me sort of like, I like the band The Residents a lot. It was our kind of like, um, you know, like, let's get weird, like really weird, like The, like the Residents kind of. Stuff.
2: <laughs> well, part of the vocal stuff that like, kind of like, I don't want to say inspired the song, but got kind of like shoehorned into it was maybe like Mark's that I started doing all this yard work, you know, what else are you going to do? And part of that was turning our compost in, like our yard compost. not big yard, but we, as I was doing it, all right. He's ready. He's done. Gosh. As I was doing it, I was kind of just singing to myself, everything is canceled. Everything is canceled. The world is canceled. I recorded that on my phone, like just, okay, save that for later. So it's funny, because like. That was written like right at the beginning, right when everything was sort of shutting down. But then found its way into the song after like five
1: months. All righty, well that was a very prescient of you. You you knew without knowing, intuitively where we were heading.
2: Oh
0: my
1: Sadly, um, but we got through it. We got through it. That's the important thing. The next track is yeah. Night Night Garden. Profundo mix,
0: yeah. So, Night Garden was like sort of the B side to Call the Doctor when we put that out in 2021. It was like Call the Doctor Sun side, Night Garden Moon side. And we just wanted we knew both of those songs were going to be on the next album, but we wanted to make sure that they were you know a little different so that people were like, We already put these albums and songs out two years ago, you're just recycling them. So it's, it's the same, you know, Night Garden song from before, but we, we added a, maybe made it a little deeper, a little heavier. Um,
2: Thematically, Night Garden kind of represents like that moment when you're freaked out so much that there's really nothing to do but go out and wander around the garden. Especially that garden that we've been like working and working and working on, because what else are you going to be doing? Yeah, our yard
0: was amazing that year because we've never been home so for that long of a time to be able to tend to our garden and our garden stuff and uh and it was for,
2: too, yeah but we were like okay well we're stuck at home so let's tend to our garden metaphorically and read the beauty of that and be you know the cup gets filled up from and it was
0: sort of it's sort of melancholy but it's mellow mellow and <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's like it's that sort of, um, you know, It's, it's a,
2: kind of a lullaby as well. Yeah, it's sort of a
0: lullaby, and it's sort of, it's like, it's definitely that part of the pandemic where we were sort of like, okay, it's, it's not, you know, the world's not ending, there's still other things to be grateful for, you know, one of which is our garden, and our friends at, at home, we really got to, you know, know our neighbors and stuff because yeah, we do should... anything, but like, walk around that
2: neighborhood, you know,
0: So well, we were also playing shows on the Oh, show. we would play shows to on To go back to the Beatles. Outside of our house, just the, yeah, the we would get on
2: the roof of the garage and play shows, and the neighbors would love that. And some of the footage from the Night Garden video was
0: shot. And, and actually, when we that that was right right as the pandemic happened, we had a whole European tour that was supposed to be like know, like a month and a half from like April, beginning of April to middle of May, 2020. And we were so bummed, we just started doing a series of live streams from different rooms in the house over the course of what was supposed to be our <laughs> European tour. So you know, Night Garden kind of came out of that, just being home and being in your garden, you know, just kind of letting the inevitability of it all sink in, but realize it's not the end of everything. It's sad, but it's life goes on.
1: Right on. I love those live streams, by the way. Azimuth is the next track.
0: (laughs) We wrote that and (laughs) we thought it was going to be a six minute jam because it's just two chords going back and forth.
2: It's the Alex Lifeson chord from Hemispheres and playing on the keyboard and that evolved. It sort of became the centerpiece
0: of the album. It's the most
2: somber song on the album.
0: Yeah, this just low, slow slow meditation that we just build build up and build up and build up and build up and then we kind of. Take it back down at the end. I don't. Know, I really have a. What, what else and can tell the
2: story. It? I think of it. I put this. I think of it as any relationship that you sustain for a long period of time. That might be a relationship with your partner or partners, or mental health, or home, your home city, your neighborhood, your job, whatever it is. People make songs about relationships starting. They don't really make a lot of music about the relationship. and any relationship. That is sustainable, and so azimuth. I think of it as like the azimuth is the angle, I mean, azimuth, the azimuth of the sun, of course, the angle of the sun looking out the horizon. And one thing that I noticed is we were at home, it's just, oh wow, the sun is up, right down. <laughs> it's back down, back up again. And I can just look out the window and notice the change but maybe I wouldn't notice if I was touring in the spring and fall as we usually are. So, that idea, like, okay, we're in this for the long run, we're here, we're maintaining our mental health, we're maintaining our physical health the health of our cat <laughs> the health of our family i think that would be kind of like the underlying energy.
1: right on uh still cancelled is the ah. next track still cancelled
0: little snippet little, yeah, little 30 second sort of reprise yeah, the 30 second reprise of everything is cancelled from the beginning of you know from earlier in the album just bring back that little middle theme for just a little bit just to kind of
2: yeah, fun fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I
0: don't play a lot of acoustic guitar on yeah, okay. my albums, so this is like. And what was I playing? You were playing a harmonium. Right. It sounds sort like a. Sort like of but... like a pump. <laughs> Kind yeah, of thing.
2: Could Randomly, I saw
1: a band play one recently, and it, I was like, "Oh, I forgot that existed. That's amazing." Uh, I feel like still canceled is like still canceled slight return from everything is canceled, but yeah, anyway, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> very slight, very slight.
1: Uh, But um psst. as we get to the the uh, home stretch of the album, a new Dell. Is the eighth
0: track.
2: That's kind of the one we put on my like, bills with Grateful Dead cover
0: bands. We get on all kinds of bills. People mistake
2: us for jam Yeah, people think we're
0: a jam band or an improv band or a Mark noise band. Mark my words, so they, they,
2: they mistake us <laughs> for a jam, <laughs> jam.
0: That's our. That's <laughs> our most. It's 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 it's, it's 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 guitar noodles. Hence the name on New Dell. Right. It's supposed to. It's just the most jam band song. Yeah. I mean, we're
2: not trying to be a jam band. Grateful Dead's great anthem of the song. One of my favorite albums of all time we want to bring the bad trip as well <laughs> as the good trip new dolls is in my book i kind of see it energetically it's the oh we might get back on tour again like that kind of dreaming sonically there's a lot of sort of king crimson kind of pouring like um, in
0: yeah this, the very like, ending sounds like, a lot like, like discipline era of king crimson that just sort of
2: that was another bonding band happened
0: was, yeah king crimson was another bonding band but that sort of happened as we started putting the elements together it started becoming this this thing that had all these like weaving interlocking parts as we started putting all the different loops together at the very end and i thought wow this sounds like disciplinary king crimson but it was entirely conceived that way but the robert Fripp and, and king crimson in general have always been big uh influence that
1: from. makes a lot of sense Gibbet it lore is the penultimate yeah. track
2: Gibbet lore is a lot of fun um just put a video to that one and it tells the story that song is like it's posted around the background loop, very similar to a new doll and i think that was one where the lyrics came after the guitar. And at some point the guitar Brian made a recording of the guitar part for that song. To me it sounded like it was saying, lore, like the way the guitar sounded. Given Lore is a chapter of a book from 1890 called Old Time Punish. my dad had when I was a kid. I used to pull the book off the shelf. I was a big picture. First. I've always been really visual. But it was a book about all these different horrible things that we used to do to punish you for stealing them. One of the chapters was Give it Laura, And I always thought as a child, that's, I mean, it's pronounced Lore, but I always thought that was the funniest thing, words together. That was a classic example of funny word salad sound turns into actual theme for the song and more for the video. A sense a false optimism during it. So that song is kind of, in my mind, like a concept. It's about, um, during the pandemic, like a lot of people have uh, heritage that survived the Black Plague. The Black Plague didn't affect just Europe. You know, it affected Africa, Asia, all over the world, except for maybe North and South America. And so with the plague, Like, in our sort of ancestral memory, I think that there were a lot of weird energetic triggers that came up. Like, remember how there was a moment when suddenly stuff turned up? Like, oh, I don't need medicine. I can take this supplement and cure my diabetes. Or I can eat this herb and I won't catch... COVID or whatever it is. I feel like the black plague has lasted a hundred years. And for germ theory, that was of its time. Like people would think, well, if you smell a good smell like lavender, you won't catch that plague. Like, well, oh, it doesn't quite work that way. So give it Laura. My mind is a little bit about that serve and crackery. I don't know. It's more than that. I don't want to it too much, but more to- there's this idea that we're in plague times anyway. There's only so much you can trust.
0: <laughs> and with the sonic with that song we tried to condense like what we normally would in the past do take 20 or 40 minutes to do and try to get it into something that was under 10 minutes so it has like the sort of you know droney guitar wailing part in the beginning with the atmospherics and then it goes into a a loop and then it builds on that and on so you know Mm -hmm. that was like a challenge to be like how do we how how can we do something concise for a change and still be very much like what you're used to hearing from dark song that one We got it. We got it under under nine minutes. So it's a short one.
1: Um, lot of lot of good stuff you unpack there, and then the album closes with "Mellow Knees."
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's a fun song. That
0: was a jam. Synth
2: jam. Real simple. I think the idea was it was Dan and Brian's tram turning to the road.
0: Yeah, it was, I was playing my eight string bass and Ann was playing a keyboard line and we just sort of, it's very simple It's it's a nice note to sort of end the album on because it feels very like, but it's, it's short.
2: It's Name for a friend of ours that we know, she and her husband were putting together a video to promote her king. true witch. 100. We asked, do you have any songs that we could, oh, all right, now. And we picked that one, and sent it to Rina, we're great. And then later we were coming up with a title and we're like, yeah, this is Melanie's song. Melanie's song. All right, let's call it Melody. So it's this reminder of like friends that we can't wait to see on the road. The adventures to have uh, Here
1: We Come, We're Back. Amazing. Send us Melanie's Candle Company name so we can shout it out in the description. You can pass it along. Oh,
2: Richie Wicks. Richie Wicks. Wicks.
1: That's perfect, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to look that up and share that for sure. Uh, just as I want to give you back the rest of your day. And I really appreciate this whole conversation. So you brought up touring again. And you know, touring is a big part of what you guys do. It's not just home music. It's music you bring out to the world. And you have a huge tour booked, including a record release show. But the show I want to talk about is, uh, the final show of the upcoming humongous tour, which is the shadow woods reunion. So shout out to my dear friend, Mary Spiro, M A Spiro. Online and uh, Shadow Woods, you guys have played it. You are literally, uh, there was definitely an online exchange where she said, if I had like a band that was one of the bands that this thing was made for, it would be you. So, I wanted to have you talk about Shadow Woods in general and this Shadow Woods reunion show with uh, coming up uh, this fall.
0: Yeah, so I think Mary asked us to play the first Shadow Woods, and I think we couldn't do it because we were already doing a different tour somewhere else at the time but then when we heard all the stories of the bands that did play the first year we were like oh my god we gotta make sure we're home next year if we get asked to play it again because that we don't that sounds like it's right up our alley it was this metal camping festival out in the woods for like two or three days with bands and there was this, originally there was a stage way to get hike down like a you know into the, woods. into the woods deep into the woods to go to this amphitheater that was in the woods and then there was other stages there was a big field meadow kind of area with a big stage there and it was another little room and then there was even a little pavilion that people would do like sort of acoustic sets and so we made sure we were around for the second one and we made sure we got to play on the woods stage because that's us in our element and we made sure we went on after dark so we could do the visual show as well and it was just received amazingly we don't really we're like we're vaguely a metal band you know i have a metal background we're and we, metal adjacent, we're metal adjacent. <laughs> yeah so so I was like, I don't know if they're gonna like us, you know, because we're, we're kind of hippy dippy a little bit, not completely metal, but you know, but but metal enough, and we are you know, very big fans of metal music. So the the the, the community there like embraced us. Uh,
2: Metalheads are open-minded. It's just something I've discovered. Like, if you put care into your craft as a musician...
0: I mean, they're they're basically just big music nerds, which is what we are. And like, so those are the kind of people you want as your fans. People that love music and collect music and and go to shows. And keep an open mind. And keep an open mind. So... We love it. We've been back several times. We did the Shadow Frost edition, and we did some other editions of, of Shadow Woods, and we've done the reunion, a couple of the reunion shows. We haven't been at or played on all of them, but what we've done, a lot of them. And you know, anytime Mary asks us to do anything, we're there because she's she's just an amazing person, and uh, we're very grateful to her for what she what she does for this theme. Shadow Woods
2: booked and played right uh, right before. I- that was our last show. And then there was a Shadow Woods.
0: I remember, it was 2021 yeah, I think or it was summer. 20, I think it was 2021. Yeah, but
1: yeah, So Shadow Woods advanced from the beginning yeah. and right on. And uh, shout out to them. Actually, I seem to remember the minute the thing, everything started to come back in the summer of 21. There was a Shadow Woods announcement, which I think was a sigh of relief for that whole area and for everybody. And I hope these reunion gigs keep going. I don't know if they're forever, but we appreciate that they're out there happening. Thank you again, Mary. Thank the two of you, Brian and Anne, from. Sombra. Doomsday Book is coming out. This interview will run at a later date, but you're on tour, back on tour forever, probably. And so good to see it. Uh, Brian Ann and Bon, who's not in the, in the shot anymore. But uh, yeah, oh, they're back. All right. Bon is back. Hello, Bon. And uh, thanks so much for being here and hanging out with Ghost Cult. I really appreciate you guys and best yeah, of luck. Whatever.
0: Thank you very much. Take care.